everybody. Welcome <laughs> to <laughs> something. <laughs> RPG Cast, episode 292 for the week of January 18th, 2014. I'm here with, um, I don't know what I've got here for you, but there's something going on here. And first off, I've got my wife, Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. Hi, boss. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Joining me this morning, um, because nobody normal is here, I've got Sean Cooper. Ooh. Hello, Sean. <laughs> Sean has turned into a one-week-old puppy. Greetings, Chris! Greetings, Chris! <laughs> Never mind, he's a Dalek. <laughs> also, I... <laughs> the hell's Greetings! Greetings! <laughs> Julian Taylor's here with us as well. Greetings, Mike. Greetings. <laughs> is that is that your Australian Dalek impression? <laughs> yes, that's, that's the worst Dalek I've ever Affirmative. heard. Affirmative. 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 <laughs> um, Beep. if if you're not down for Lucy Cass, I suggest you wait Beep for now. next week. <laughs> no, Abort. Please. <laughs> and I Flee, apologize. You fools. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the rest of us are going to have fun. All right. Let's talk about what we've been playing, because that's what we do first on the show. Because Why do you do you, you, You're doing it at the wrong end of the podcast. I know. We're doing it at the wrong end. I know. You, you complain every time. Anna, why don't you kick us off? What have you been playing? Um, Apollo Justice. Apollo Justice. Apollo Testes? What is that? A 2008 game on your DS. Yeah. Well, I'm playing it on the 3DS. Uh, you're catching up, because yes. you're ready for um, Phoenix Wright. Dual <gasps> Destinies. Yeah. Which you've been playing. I, I have like been playing, so far. but you have, um, I, I like it a lot so far. <laughs> it's a new Phoenix Wright game. How can Yay. I not be excited about it? So yeah, I finally finished the the Ace Eternity trilogy on iPad. So I moved on to Ace of Apollo, or Apollo Justice. Yay. So I'm almost done the third case. So I might have to beat it this weekend. And then I have to decide whether I'm going to play... Um, Edgeworth Investigations first, or try to jump straight into Phoenix Wright 5, because there's two save files! Yeah, there are two save files in the new Phoenix Wright game. That's very helpful for us. Why, yes. why, wait, wait, why, 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 why so are you adding, why are you adding people to the Loose.com staff channel? Why are you doing Well, that? because you made me dial the call from this channel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> and? <laughs> That's why... And, and, and I know, that doesn't that's not really that, an explanation. Chris. I've been it's playing Final Fantasy XII. Yes, so, you've been streaming though. Final Fantasy XII. I have been streaming Final Fantasy XII. So I had a couple of technical hiccups, and yesterday I got super busy with a side project. So I haven't been streaming as much this week, but I should get back into a more normal schedule. Um, Is one of the technical hiccups that you were accidentally streaming Final Fantasy XII? <laughs> <laughs> that no. seems like a mistake. <laughs> Are you not a fan of Final Fantasy XII, Sean? I love Final Fantasy XII. However, I don't see the virtue of streaming it to the internet. Well, because people like to watch me play. I know, it's surprising, right? But people Those people do. need hobbies. I am their hobby. They need to buy a games console. I think that would be a great idea. Well, not, instead of watching someone else play a game, probably badly, you could play it yourself, probably badly. There you go. <laughs> so, other than that, I have been... Um, playing Yumi's Odd Odyssey. <laughs> I don't speak Chinese. I'm sorry. What is that in English? That is actually English. It's a no, translated it's name. Yumi's Odd is not a name. Yumi's? 
Yeah, Odd. that's not a name either. That's uh, that's two words. <laughs> two words strung together. Her name yeah. is Yumi. In a manner. And no she's on a very odd Literally, no one on Earth is named Yumi. Don't lie. It's, it's not, not a name. Hmm. It's just so it's a 2D platformer where you're playing as a sushi chef that has a fishing line. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I've been watching you play it. But that's a, it's not out yet, right? It's not out yet. Yeah. It's hard. Holy moly, is it hard. So Anna's playing a Natsume game pre-release. Yes. Yeah. Because she's like that. Yep. And that's kind of been my week. <laughs> that works. All right. Well, um, I've been playing. Uh, what have I been playing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I finished up Hometown Story. And um, that's all I want to say about that because that game is bad. Yeah, I, I could I could tell that just by the, the fact that it's called Hometown Story. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And um, don't play it. <laughs> I, I there's so much potential in that game to be a cute little Persona style adventure, and it's not. Um, no, not even close. So, uh, and then I started Ace Attorney Dual Destinies. Even we though he that. says it sucks, I would like to point out he played like 50 hours of it. Yeah, don't week. remind me. I don't want because Chris loves terrible things. He does. It he does. enjoys bad. I do. I enjoy bad. Uh, oh, Keep right. And I also played a little bit of Dark Souls. Beat Sif. I'm continuing to move forward. Now I'm stuck on the Four Kings. Um, Dark Souls. That yeah. game came out in like 1991. Why are yeah, you still playing? 1991 it? is when it came out. You're right. <laughs> For the Omega. For the. Uh, <laughs> I remember beating it repeatedly as a child. You have defeated. <laughs> it stars Tom Baker, doesn't it, Dark Souls? It does. <laughs> All right, Sean, what have you been playing this week? Oh, video games? Of video games, yes. Um, We've been watching the cricket this week, haven't yeah, mostly we? Mostly I've been watching the cricket. Uh, England managed to put on 300 yesterday and or two days ago and then somehow conspired to lose at one point being 240 for nine australia so i don't really know how that happened it was um it was record-breaking well done to australia <laughs> you I haven't suppose. played any video games this week have you um uh, <laughs> uh, i played world i didn't really play world i sat on a bench in world of warcraft and waited for a gm to answer my ticket yeah how's that work i'm sitting on a bench right now and a gm yet has not yet answered my ticket Yes, yeah, so but, so, but you, you suddenly there was more to it than that. Like they nope. finally answer you your ticket the game and then and you they wait close for the ticket it. to be answered and then you go to bed and they answer the ticket and tell you to open it in the morning. Just <laughs> funny. It's like a bad you, experience. You can only solve this while you're in the game, so we're going to close your ticket and put you back at the front of the queue. It's like you, ha, ha, ha. It, it's like you live at the DMV now. It is. It is. It's the DMV, but every time you go to the bathroom, you have to start over again. <laughs> it's unpleasant. Um, the reason being is I'm trying to swap the names of my characters, and of course they've built, they've built it into the system. Uh, it's, it's this long and convoluted answer, but you can't really swap the names of your characters in WoW because if you change a character's name using the name change feature, it locks that name, even if you own it, to everyone, including you, for six months or something. So oh, if you have one character named Bob and one character named Tom, and you want to change Bob to Tom or Tom to Bob, you can't. Even if you delete Bob or Tom. Now, you could create a new character named Bob or Tom after you delete Bob or Tom, but you can't yeah. change the names of the characters. Uh. Deleting the characters makes the name available to you, but to no one else for six months. But changing their names locks them out for you, even. So now you have to get into GM to do it for you. Okay. That's what I'm doing. I've been waiting for them to do that for a long time. So how does that work into your crazy um, Lucifer Pope lore that you're changing names? 
it, it's irrelevant. Oh, okay. There's a different. Yeah, my name could be um, level one DK, and it wouldn't matter. Oh, okay. because they only see my MRP name, right? So I yeah. don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's like this add-on that you can make it say anything you want. So Lucifer is the Pope, is, by the way, people. Eustasius, and so his name is Eustasius, but he's now Archbishop Caspius. So Archbishop, you took a new name when you became the Pope. It's required. It's required. Okay. I kind of fiddled the rules. Technically, Eustasius is his third name, and his first name is Caspius, so he's actually taking his own name. But Prince Caspius? No, that no. would be Prince Caspian. No, it's Caspius. Okay. His okay. predecessor was uh, Archbishop Columban the Fifth. But he left the game. He's a priest in real life. And oh, okay. He's been assigned to a new diocese, so I have been elected to succeed him. Oh, so wow. That's what I do now in yeah. the game. All right. That's right. Some people have their own um, church systems in the game because it's it's huge. It's really very large. I'm I'm constantly amazed by how many people are involved in it. When I was <laughs> elected, I came down and just saw Stormwind Cathedral just literally full, full. Like every every little area just full of people standing there waiting to hear who the new... Well, it was actually six people who have a lot of machines surrounding them at home. Yeah. <laughs> lots and <laughs> lots of multiboxing. Yeah. No, it's really amazing. I'm always amazed by it. I always forget how many people are involved. Because I seldom deal with more than five or six at a time. And then, of course, you know, there's like a big event, a server event that's on the Realm forums. And you go out there and there are hundreds of people there. Because we do it in secret, right? The Conclave is held in Karazin and in a raid chat and we actually have to role play the whole thing out and see, we don't know who's going to be elected. It's totally unknown. And I went so in and do you send up like smoke? No, what's what happens the, what's is the equivalent? Um, every time there's a vote, there's a, there's a person in the, well, who's in the raid, but who's not inside the raid, right? He's outside and he uh, announces it. And then it's, it's like spread around by the people who are near him. He puts it on his real ID. And so that's how it gets around. Okay. And so when it, when there's an impending, you like, should use like different fireworks in game to send the signal. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no like visible. It's it's sent around on real awesome. ID and oh, in whispers right. and so on right. and shouts. Whispers, a new whispers and shouts. That's how it gets around. So they've elected me, which is probably wise. But uh, I don't know how I'm going to have time for that and everything else that I do. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's life. That's what I played this week. I played B Pope. <laughs> you played B Pope. I've done a pretty good job, I think. Um, I'm going to say my first seven days in office have been very positive. Yeah. Well, what there have you go. done? What have you outlawed? Well, um, in my, my, I was elected on a platform of change and hope. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what I, I that think before. of when I think of you, by the way. Yeah. No, I really, I really was. That was like my platform, change and hope. I looked around and I saw that uh, change and hope has worked before historically. When uh, facing a conservative regime that is go outgoing, I thought change and hope is going to be good. So I went on change and hope, and I was uh, easily elected on change and hope. And what I've done in the past seven days is I've continued to promise change and hope in the future. All right. In the spirit of change and hope, I need to restart this call to get all the people into it properly. Oh, so. no, don't do that. They're well, terrible. I, <laughs> just give me a second, guys. Odd. All right. So let's start by calling you. And then add him and add him. There we go. <sighs> that wasn't too hard, was it? Yeah, it was actually. It was, it was very hard, huh? Okay. I'm going to eject this guy, this other guy, who you invited without permission to without, my channel. Well, Remember, you can kick him out of that channel now. He's so. gone. Right. He is gone. <laughs> in, I will not have him polluting my channel. In addition to, uh, to Sean and Julian, I have fan favorite Emmanuel Marino. Fan That's favorite? Are you kidding? <laughs> you are. 
<laughs> Mr. You, Taylor, he's a fan favorite. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can seriously. <laughs> Manny, what have you been playing this week? Wait, who's on the show again? Refresh my memory. Uh, m- me, Anna Marie, yes. Sean Cooper, Julian Ooh. Taylor, and yourself. All right, cool. So half Lucifer cast. I know, yeah. yeah. Better half. <laughs> it's funny. We're actually doing the podcast the Lucifer listeners wanted this week, but uh, it's happening over here. It's weird. Um, and at Lucifer.com, we produced an RP Gamer podcast this I don't week. know what we produced this week. <laughs> our, our listeners will get what they deserve. <laughs> they, they got the podcast they had coming. <laughs> We're making the podcast that they wanted, but you gave them the podcast they deserve. <laughs> What's of all the Batman references? I know, right? All right. I don't know. You been playing anything, Manny? Ah, uh, Skyrim, Skyrim, and some more Skyrim. Oh That's awesome. God. Um, how you finished it, or do you? Just, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's hilarious. Did you finish any I, of the mainline stuff, or are you like buried in side quests? Uh, that game is a single player MMO. It's I, yeah. I, I probably spent more time playing that game than I have any other game in all of 2013, and I still feel like I haven't done much of anything. <laughs> just how it goes. Um, I did finish the Mage's Guild quest line, which was really short and disappointing. Well, that's not good. You didn't, have you played it all? Any, no? I, oh, I've played plenty of Skyrim, but um, yeah, I, I got distracted leveling up all my blacksmithing and doing this side quest here and this side quest here. So I'm like, I need to go back to it and spend another year playing to like try and finish it. Jeez. So... Like when, once you finally feel like you've done something, and it's like, oh, here's a whole new quest line. Yeah, you need to save these people from these people. It's like I just finished doing this. And then while you're going to do that quest line, you accidentally walk up this one path and find 17 other quests that you should have been doing along the way. It... Yep. Or some guy will come up to you and say, "My lord, once you're dead, I don't even know who you are." But okay, sure. <laughs> I can kill you. <laughs> so, uh, but I have I have a, a beautiful home. Lakeview Manor, fully Ooh. built out my house. Good job. Did you ever play the what's it called the DLC? Hearth, Hearthfire or whatever? Hearthfire. No, no. It's I nice own to it, have your own place. That. All right. I used a mod to get my own place, but now I'm gonna go back and use the the in game the add on because I don't know why. So I have my, I got so yeah I'm playing the legendary edition so I have all that DLC. I have basically the, the thing I've accomplished most is I'm the archmage. Which took almost no time whatsoever, and I have my own home. So wow. that's great. Congrats, Archmage Manny, Julian Taylor. Yes. What have you been playing? Anything? I've been playing Bravely Default. Bravely Default. The week. demo? Or the, actually, uh, you the, have the whole thing. Thing. thing's been out there for months. Ah, oh, you lucky guy. <laughs> it's I, really, really good. There's, I finished uh, the demo. It's really good. Too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the game's even better. Chris, I heard that you might buy the game. I might buy the game, yeah. And then you made fun of me for it. Yeah, it's because you're an imbecile, Chris. So then, but uh, Julian bought the game and he likes it. Make fun of him. No, no, the the difference is that you played through the entire demo and completed it. Yeah. And enjoyed it so much that you did all that. And then your your decision at the end of that is that you might buy the game. That's what I was making fun of. Okay. Having having completed the demo and enjoyed it so thoroughly that you like completed it and did everything, you decided you might buy the game. Yeah, because I'm going to wait for some reviews. 
Well, I can understand that. You guys remember uh, Dead Rising? I, I'm, I'm so flabbergasted. I don't know what to say. No, do you guys remember K- Dead Rising K Zero? That's sort of like that mini. Like it was more than it was basically like a mini game, more so than a demo, but gave you a taste before the next Dead Rising game came out. Chris, Chris, do you realize that the well, reviews are already? Yeah, I, I, I understand, but you should. Manny's got a point here. Yeah, I mean, people play that. It was it was really short. It was like maybe two hours. You did all the stuff. Every a lot of people went through everything. They did every side quest, they did every little thing. And they said, "I'm done. I got my Dead Rising fix. That was great. Thank uh, you for I, that." And I'm actually worried about Rising. that. This is a different kind of game entirely. You're right. Thank you for that. You're right. <laughs> um, but it also the demo makes the game look kind of shallow, and it it's worrisome. Shallow and- how? Um, in that it is a very easy game and there's little to do other than grind up your job levels and get your own satisfaction out of playing with the difficulty sliders rather than enjoying the game systems in and of themselves. Well, I, I don't figure how you came to that conclusion. I, I thought that that was, uh, well, actually, because, I'll, I'll the, because I played the I'll, demo instead of the real game, most likely. <laughs> That's you know, why I, I want to hear about the real game. <laughs> Well, I, I think you would probably be a little bit disappointed then because I, I found that the demo was a little bit tougher than uh, the real game. I, I mean, and a lot of the sort of the more satisfying strategy, you know, battle strategy elements, uh, they don't actually come into the real game until maybe the midway point. Whereas with the demo, there were, um, you know, a lot of sort of more fun boss battles like uh, fighting the Adamantoys and whatnot. Hmm. So... I, yeah, and yeah, maybe I'm, it's because I how how I you know immediately tried to figure out how to maximize grinding in the game, and <laughs> if I had not done that, maybe I would have found the battles much more satisfying. <laughs> well, I, I, I think question. you. you I, I think you'll be did you get your fill, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Um, no, I didn't necessarily get my fill. I just want to make sure that there's more to offer in the main game. All right. But Julian, what were you gonna say? I think you'd be surprised how much easier the main game is. Like, um, okay. you know, if if you're playing on. Uh, medium for the demo like oh, medium difficulty then oh well then, then you're probably wanting a, a very hard option for the main game but, <laughs> which sadly it's lacking <laughs> well what but, i found um, is efficient is you grind on easy and then do the boss fights on hard um that way you make the bosses as challenging <laughs> as possible without wasting hours and hours of your life doing the grinding part oh well you know that's probably why you're finding it so easy because you're yeah. over leveled yeah, no, yeah, and I think you're right, and I just need to figure out the right way to approach that game. <laughs> because whenever there's a game with a job system, I want to max out all the jobs. That's my yeah, problem. I, I, it's like, I, I know the feeling because just compelled. there's just so much cool stuff that you only get access to by uh, grinding and overleveling, and I think that's where I am at the moment. Um, I've been trying to get all the coolest uh abilities which has led to me grinding so much that i've got heaps of money and heaps of experience and uh nothing's terribly difficult so you're just playing the game on normal you're not adjusting the sliders for either normal or the encounter rate i've been uh i I haven't been adjusting the difficulty but i've been adjusting the the sliders just because it's uh it's so handy to turn turn the encounters off when you're backtracking through areas yeah that is really nice. Where was I reading that? Somebody was mentioning that uh, somebody beat the game without the encounters on at all. Um, oh, right. That's in our feedback this week. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds hard because then you'll get no leveling. Hmm. All right. 
Well, thank you to everybody. Let's uh, let's hit our feedback. Uh, first letter from Balance on our forums. Welcome back. I'm trying to get used to all the new dynamics. Chris completes games now, is married to our paws. Quinn is employed. The legendary Zoltan's become a father. My favorite game that was released uh, last year was Zelda Link Between Worlds, although technically is that an RPG? I wasn't as actually gripped as I thought I would be by Bravely Default or Fire Emblem. Uh, this year, I'm looking forward to Reaper of Souls, the Diablo 3 expansion, Etrian Odyssey, Millennium Girl, and the expected Act 4 of Path of Exiles. Uh, I'm praying that the success of the 3DS encourages more games, leading to more competition, leading to more games, or at least really good games. Uh, da, 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 and Okay. Next, Phil writes in, says, Hey, guys, I've been listening to the podcast for about two years now, so I figured it's time to leave some feedback. One of my favorite games of 2013 was Guacamelee. It's not an RPG, but it has some challenging platforming and boss battles with an awesome art style and combat system. After finishing it in about six hours, I was wanting more. I played it on PS3, but I've heard it's a perfect game for the Vita. Thanks for the entertainment every week, and keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Phil, Fancy Pants. Uh, and then finally... That's so, the best nickname ever, by the Phil way. Fancy Pants, I know. And he's got a, a Scott Pilgrim avatar. It's fun. All right, next Silk Tale post. There was a talk of a Layton 7 game. So we were talking about Professor Layton games and whether or not the series is over. There was talk of a Layton 7 game last year, um, but it sounded like a completely different style of gameplay and might not even star Professor Layton. And then, oh, and here's that comment. <clears throat> Apparently people have completed the whole of Bravely Default with random encounters turned off if Chris is worried about the grinding. Although I think that is meant to be some sort of challenge for Square Enix members in Japan. The fast forward options are in the demo which I don't know if I found that. You could set up four attacks with each character, put it on auto with fast forward, and run around in circles to auto grind. So I, I, I found out how to you know, do auto attacks with the Y button, but I never saw a way to do fast forward. So. Uh, you just press right on the D-pad. Oh, okay. So you would just hold down right, and then that would take care of everything? While yeah, you press, around? It, press it. You press it once and it uh, fast forwards it a bit and press it twice and it fast forwards things even more. Oh, gosh. I'm going to play with that now. <laughs> All right. And then there's also that beach by the temple in the demo, which I did not find. So I'm going to go. I'm going to boot the game up and try that out. Uh, and yeah. All right. That's feedback. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, three methods of doing it. Podcast or com is uh, the email address you can just send a letter into. Uh, Board.rmpgamer.com is where you can post a message board a post and have it read right here on the show. And, of course, 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. That's right. Call now. Operators are standing by. 608-729-4098. No, no 800 number. Oh, my goodness. That's why no one calls it. What kind of a two-bit operation is this place? uh, The one that on a budget. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) If you're going to fund it, you know. I'm, I'm not funding paying. anything. Yeah, that's what you I donated thought. $2 to Lucifer.com last year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, that, that's, Where do you think our funding uh... comes from? Readers like you. Well, no, wait, not wait. readers like you. <laughs> readers unlike you. I have, I have. Chris. Yes. Chris, does your toll number have ads? <laughs> no, it it does probably not. does. No, of course not. <laughs> it's a Google, it's a Google voice number. There's no ads. <laughs> we just, you know, I just got something that might take care of this. I got a letter that says, please treat as confidential. My name is Senior Carlos Fernandez Rodriguez. I am a consultant, head of private banking and wealth management and credit system programmer with Benco Santander, one of the leading banks here in Spain. We are conducting a standard process investigation involving a client over the circumstance surrounding investments made by this client at my bank, Banco Santander. The bank private banking what the bank private banking client died interstate and nominated no next of kin or heir to inherit the title over the investments made with Santander Bank. The essence of this communication with you is to request that you provide us information on three years. 
One, can you stand as the next of kin if all paperwork's are taken care of by me with your cooperation? Are you aware of any investment or considerable value made by such a person at Banco de Santander? Three, can you keep it confidential if I make you the next of kin to the deceased so you can claim the deposit of funds to be shared by both of us? Guys, this is it. This is how I'm going to get money for an 800 member. That seems legit, Chris. Please respond back to my private and direct email address, J-S-C-R-E-G office at postino.net as soon as possible <laughs> to afford us the opportunity to conclude this transaction to our now, mutual benefit. Yours truly is legit. Yeah, Senior Carlos Fernandez Rodriguez. Sean, now, now all the um, RP Gamer listeners are going to be calling up that number. I hope so. I hope they do. <laughs> They're all going to be like, no, I'm the next of kin. <laughs> it's, it's all solved, everybody. All done. All right, let's head up the news, folks. News. All right, let's see. Sorry, that was all right. Everybody, let's go to Japan. You don't care why? Yes, is that a Japan song? All right, we're gonna go to Japan to the Dark Souls Cafe. It's open in Tokyo, Japan, and gives you the custom uh, the the chance to live out the game's food fantasies. Because when I think of tasty food, I think of Dark Souls. Mm. Do you? No, God, no. I think of disgusting death and and decay. The cafe features a menu inspired by the series, according to the story, including Estus beer, roasted mushroom people, sautéed king oyster mushroom, and ring of stone. Onion rings. You can view more of the images of the cafe through Dengeki, and yeah. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> Who's going to fly to Japan for the Dark Souls Cafe? Not Hearing me. none, I'll move on. All right. <laughs> Important Kickstarter news. There, there's no such thing. <laughs> I think I know what this is going to be. Uh, this is has got a game. Nope. This is Bible Chronicles, The Call of Abraham. It is a, a role-playing role game <laughs> set in biblical times. Uh, it's made with the help of an advisor team made of pastor and ministry leaders. And you take on a, the role of a fictional member of Abraham's caravan, and you'll explore stories and conflicts from the Bible while searching for ways to avoid violence. Uh, let's see. Sounds riveting. I can imagine all the the special powers. I can't Resurrection has a three day cooldown. Because you know, there's no violence in the Old Testament. <laughs> None. No one ever. In the Book of Judith, she doesn't actually cut through Holofernes' cervical vertebrae, wrap his head in the bedclothes, and carry it back to the triumphant <laughs> Israel. The funny thing is, the icon for this game is showing Sodom and Gomorrah being smitten um, from above by like meteor strike. So, <laughs> well, that's how it happened. <laughs> they have the meteor spell. Cast meteor. Well, it actually looks like this pillar of salt is casting meteor on the town. Actually, the way they've drawn this, but yeah, um, yeah, they want a hundred thousand, and I, 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 it's an RPG, so we cover it. So there you go. Oh, well, I, th- I think probably some more relevant uh, Kickstarter news for the week would be that uh, Yazumi yeah. Matsuno has got his game on there too, which well, is a tactical RPG following in the footsteps of Final Fantasy Tactics. And it's even got uh, Alexander O. Smith as a stretch goal. So here's the thing about that. You're absolutely yeah. right. This is a, a Kickstarter, and it's out, and you can go and back this thing. Matsuno's involvement with the game as is is already completed. 
He all only they actually went on Twitter and clarified that he provided the proposal for the game, but he won't actually be directing it. Um, mm. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, there's a lot of stuff with this one. There's so a lot of issues. That, yeah, not only that, the Kickstarter isn't for. It's basically for an expanded port to 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 PC. Right, Windows, and that's Mac, the thing. Linux. It's like they have money for a card game. They have money for an iOS and Android game, but they need a million dollars from us to fund their console game. Give me a no, break. But, but Anna, it's going to be bigger than it would have been before on Whatever. iOS. Whatever. God, this, I love Kickstarter. <laughs> this is one of those situations where it seems like they don't need. Well, they don't need our six hundred thousand dollars to make the game. The game's already going to happen, and. So Matsuno was very cagey. He was like clear that I'm not actually involved in this any further. Um, but if the game gets a lot of funding, I might be involved a little bit further, depending on what they want to do with it. <laughs> so it's like great. If you're looking for a Matsuno directed strategy game, I want to be clear to people: this is not it. But if you want a <laughs> concept from Matsuno, this is it. Um, not only that, though, though. Uh... You have to really look at the history of the studio and what they've done before. Because if if you watch that boring, terrible Kickstarter video they created, it's a mm. bunch of people who may, may necessarily not even know who they are, and they're the ones who are making the bulk of that game. Yeah, Playdeck like is the name. Ninety nine percent. Well, and this is like that Phoenix, that Phoenix whatever project last oh, year, yeah, yeah. where it was like <laughs> we have people from these eleven games. It's like yeah, but some of these people got. Like the QA coffee, like they didn't have significant <laughs> yeah. roles. From the guy who brought, from the guy from the LA Noir team who brought coffee to the team. Yeah, exactly. To the donut guy who brought donuts to the Final Fantasy XI team. Just think of what we've rubbed off on him. Okay, so stretch goal members in this include Sakamoto for the music, which would be awesome. Matsuno games with Sakamoto music are traditionally awesome, but Alexander Smith, who is that? I don't really know. Uh, Alexander O. Smith. Yeah. The translator of Final Fantasy XII? Yeah, he's a hugely well-known localizer. Okay. He's actually a big deal. Good. Okay, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, the Um, two localizers that they have are actually a big deal. Joseph Reeder is the other one. Yes. Uh, Okay, so he also worked on... Oh, Wait, let me oh ask. he did War of the Lions retranslation. And he did, um, I want to say, like, The Last Remnant or something like that. Can I ask, why do they need translators if... Matsuno only did the basic uh, concept. Because it's being developed in Japan. So Playdeck is a Japanese development company, I guess? Yes. As you can tell by the story leaders. But then Christoph Bollinger, Gary Weiss, and Jeff Garstecki, and Joel Goodman. So actually, why does this need a translation team? I was watching the video. There wasn't a single Japanese person other than Matsuno in the entire video. I don't understand. So I guess it would just be their skills as writers and writing in a particular style, which means they don't have a good writer already. I guess, Ooh. which worries so much me. About this, so much about this doesn't add up. It's it's it doesn't sound as good as you uh, originally thought, huh, Julian? <laughs> <laughs> you were very yeah, excited when you talked you, about this at first. You, 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 see the, you see the headline, Yuzumi Matsuno Strategy RPG. Yeah. Uh, right. Sakamoto's doing By the same way, They use we... smart SEO tactics? Yeah. I, never, <laughs> I never would have guessed. Yeah, and can we go over the title of this game? Unsung Story, Tale of the Guardians. Can we generic, just call it generic, traditional generic, tale of the generic. I want to call it t- TRPG the game. Let's just... <laughs> Let's be done. Let's cut to the chase. It's TRPG the game. If Make a good title, a $2 million stretch goal or something. You know, yeah. whatever. Let's be honest here. Well, you know, the game could still end up being pretty good. But you have to remember that 
for I, I feel like a lot of gamers, a lot of the gamers who are excited for this are the same kind of people who, who laugh and scoff at tablet and iOS gaming. But it's primarily a tablet and iOS game. That's its origins. That's its roots. That's what's. I mean, that's what the game is. It's an expansion of that. All right. So just so you guys so know, the that. exciting things they have planned. $3.2 million, they'll add a map creator. $3.1 million, oh they'll have a live concert by Sakamoto. Two point eight. So they have to get to two point eight before they'll port to the three DS. One point eight to port to the Vita. Apparently, the Vita. What the heck is? I don't trust they need these to people. Buy a Vita well, for like a hundred million dollars. I don't think they understand that the Vita's player base doesn't. They should switch those systems because that doesn't make any sense to me. I yes. I, I don't know. But. Uh, like I said, the game could still end up being pretty cool, but this is definitely not a case of Pillars of Eternity where you're getting like Chris Avalon and those people, or even uh, Brian Fargo and his team making this stuff. So, yeah. Um, so I backed people. it. <laughs> then okay. I, then I learned. Of course you did. Yeah. Then I learned what was going on, and I debacked it. Um, I'm down to one dollar. Uh, just so to keep track. Just <laughs> to keep track. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chris. I know one dollar is still too much, according to you guys. I understand. I understand. But I know that you're gonna have to buy it again on iOS for another dollar. I know. Just wasted your dollar. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm waiting for it to go free. (laughs) Oh, unsung story. I know it sounds like we're crappy, but you got. I think you need being skeptical is probably the smart choice. You don't need to back everything under the sun. I mean, this game is going to exist whether whether uh, you you put your money or not. And they so, point out a good thing. If it's being made in Unity, I guess it's easier to port to Vita. So maybe that's what's going on. If it's being made in Unity, why do you need extra money to port you're it right, to Vita? You're right. You're right. Good point. <laughs> Just upgrade to 4.3 and you can do it. All right. Landmark next. Uh, Landmark. Excuse me. EverQuest next. Landmarks. It's coming out. They got a video about it. You can go watch it. Um, Yakuza Restoration is going to have brothels. Um, is this actually coming to the United States? No. North America? Not confirmed yet. <laughs> Because they didn't bring the last one, right? Ken's Japan, on. yeah, no, the Japan only. Yakuza Restoration, it's happening, like, this is set in Samurai Times. Uh, it's coming out in Japan in August 2013. There'll be brothels. I like how you say Samurai Times. Like, you, know, know. you know how long that time period mid-1800. is? It's basically like, like yeah, a 2,000-year time span. I <laughs> because I don't know where it's falling. Mid-19th century, so 1800. Okay. What? Wait, you said Restoration, so I know exactly when this is. They, it's, uh, oh, the Meiji, the Meiji Restoration. Era. Okay, yeah, good, good point. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, so you know, yeah. right, right at the end of the era. Cool. The game looks kind of cool, but I would, I wouldn't get your hopes up about uh, it making it over. Yeah, I know. Kenzon looked interesting too, and that never made it over because it was too Japanesey. I think that's even why though this... the only people who ever would have bought it are people who are into Japanese things. I know. I, I think the <laughs> fact that the brothel visits are in the game is why this is a news story because people understand that. Uh oh, this means we're not going to get it, does it? <laughs> well, yeah. When they say brothel, it's it's just going to be the hostess club thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless they turn the brothels into like milk bars or something. <laughs> milk bars. <laughs> Can I have some milk? <laughs> just a lady with this elaborate costume comes out to deliver your milk. Like, why are you wearing that for me? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Do they say anything more about the brothels or is it legitimately just... Oh, the- uh, you want details? All right. <laughs> Let's see. No, I just want to know if this is just uh, an old version of the Hostess Club. It says brothels and udon shops. 
So oh, I, I'll, noodles too. all I know is prostitutes and noodles. That's that's all I I don't know. Whatever. That's all it says. Hopefully milk brothels. Yes, thank you, Shifty. Um, action RPG, A Wizard's Lizard, is coming out on January 22nd. It's obviously an indie game. Uh, Linux, Mac, and PC. Uh, it used to be known as Crypt Run. It's, it's a Kickstarter game. It's working on getting greenlit, and it's available for pre-order for $12. There you go. Another RPG. That you know I that's weird? I was of. just thinking. The, uh, Sega America calling... Uh, the Ryuga Gotoku series, Yakuza sort of hamstrung a little bit. Because it yeah. seems like that uh, restoration game has really nothing to do with actual Yakuza. Hmm. You, you, you're right. Hmm. Oh, I well. think you'll find it's pronounced Yazuka. 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 <laughs> Yazuka. <laughs> Yazuka. <laughs> Yazuka. Bazooka. Just, so you know. okay. No, but I just think it's funny because I, w- I wish they kind of just would have kept the name like a dragon. And that would have just... It seems like it makes a little bit more sense given that this is about the Shinsengumi, right? This entire Oh, thing. is it? Okay. You know, the famous, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I kind of wish this, this stuff would actually come over because I think the whole uh, Yakuza setting is a little bit played out at this point. They only have like five of them, right? <laughs> uh, six. No, seven. Seven in the, the modern setting? No, I mean just seven total in the franchise, yeah. right? If you include I, yeah, the zombie I the, one. I meant the modern setting, but yeah. yeah uh, they have five. Yeah. Yeah, but like a dragon makes more sense given what the character, the type of the character and his motivations, that kind of stuff. But whatever. Just so you know, there's a new Steam Greenlight game that's a roguelike called Burrito Galaxy 64. Wait, whoa, a roguelike oh, on boy. Steam Greenlight? Yes, full title Burrito Galaxy 64 Mega Tortilla Bean Saga 30X6 Planetoid SAL 5A 14 Director's Cut Extreme Edition Put It to the Limit Pro. It's a multi-genre game, and it's roguelike. You can go vote for it now. Uh, the original game was called Taquito Tower. And yeah, the tower. It, I, it the original game put you into the shoes of Guac, a young hero who crash lands in a tower-shaped planet. Players are given only a burrito and a strong backhand to survive the tower as long as possible. So that's that's the sort of thing you're getting into here. Uh, Blizzard's off. Oh, this is why is this a story polygon? What <laughs> Blizzard's offering free character migration for players experiencing high queue times at login. You want to know why it's a story? Because they get paid ten dollars per post. <laughs> You're right. All right, Dark Souls Two has a trailer out. It shows lots of people getting beaten up and eaten in Dark Souls. Isn't that fun? Um, I was interested. Uh, you can go watch the trailer now. Uh, let's see. We'll talk about that. Greg Street, the guy who left World of Warcraft, the lead systems designer. He's gone over to League of Legends, and uh, he's going to be the lead game designer at League of Legends. So. I guess League of Legends might change a lot. I don't know. Look forward to mages being really powerful in yes. League of Legends. <laughs> Good point. Blackguards, uh, the RPG that Chris, I forget about every week. week. Every week. Yep. What's Black And I'm going to ask you again. I have it installed on my machine now. <laughs> what the hell is Black It's Guards? a fantasy role-playing game um, with like an isometric view and stuff like that or something like that. <laughs> I have it installed. I need to play it now. It's available to Mac users via early access. For twenty five bucks, and there you go. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a little update on that. Magic: The Gathering might become a movie. Oh, that'll Bye. be good. Yeah. <laughs> at you least you, actually... at least you'll know that you can get up and go to the bathroom when they start to shuffle. You'll have a little time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be live action. 
that's uh, the only way I would watch that movie if it was an actual about people sitting down and playing Magic the Gathering. Yeah, a documentary. It's just two hours of watching people play a Magic oh, tournament. Well, you can you actually know, I, do that on ESPN too occasionally. I love but. a good tur- tournament movie. So imagine like Karate Kid, but instead of like the Karate Kid right, making Shuffle its way to the, the deck. top. Shuffle the deck, Danny. It's actually about a kid going through a Magic the Gathering tournament. He has to overcome the the jerk. Oh, the pretty boy jerk with like the ultimate deck. And there will be a training montage with Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Wait, his, his training montage is just him going to various card shops and purchasing yeah, going to different card methods shops. of shuffling. I don't know. Drops the cards, looks upset, pat on the back from the coach. 20th century Fox. Then you know he really knows what he's doing when he starts shuffling in a windy, like on a windy beach. Yeah. And he doesn't drop a single like card. A he's in a windbreaker. Shuffling. He's okay. just a master. So here's how this will work. Uh, Fox writer and producer Simon Kinberg's attached to the project. Um, he's working with the Hasbro executives. They're the ones who own Wizards of the Coast to oversee the development. Uh, he worked as a producer and screenwriter on Sherlock Holmes, X-Men, oh, The wow. Last Stand, and Elysium. Wow. Oh, he was a producer on Elysium. That's not a good heritage. I enjoy the Sherlock Holmes movie, but I wouldn't say it's because of its writing. Uh, Wizards of the Coast producer President Greg Leeds and... Has- oh, uh... Okay, the Wizards of the Coast guys will be involved, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Wizards uh, Magic the Gathering. No one makes better movies than board game companies. Yes. <laughs> Have there been any board game movies? I guess Battleship I got really turned into a movie. I really enjoyed Monopoly. <laughs> I don't think that was a movie. But... <laughs> the movie. It was going to come out. I think that got canceled, though, after that. Yeah, Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Pennybags. They couldn't, find, they couldn't find someone to play Uncle Pennybags. <laughs> really? Not in this economy. economy. Lord of the Rings Online has extended its license through 2017. Oh, Uh, boy. That's interesting. So they're not going to shut down because they don't have a license renewal passed this year. They do now. So 2017 at least before they have to shut down due to the license. They might shut down for other reasons. Go ahead. I was just thinking that's interesting. So any MMO or game based on a big license, they can just pull the plug on that anytime, right? Of course. But yeah, didn't you say recently Capcom had to pull their like Marvel versus Capcom stuff? Because Disney didn't want to renew those licenses. Yeah. Right. They had to pull it? What do you mean they pulled it? Uh, off of PSN and uh, oh, seriously? Xbox Live. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, like, <laughs> I have a collectible item since I have the physical version of that game? <laughs> yeah. Yep, you Can can't I... buy that anymore, Chris. So I can't buy, like, DLC for it either now? Nope. Oh, Presumably hope... not. Does the Ultimate Edition have DLC? I hope... Man, I hope I didn't mm-hmm. get screwed by not buying it. All right. Hmm. That <laughs> sucks. So, uh, well, the fighting Chris, game you are the you are the last person on earth who would actually care about the permanence of his of his game collection. So what are you worried about? Oh, I would. <laughs> Wait, why is that? Why am? Why is that? Why is that? I can't believe you're actually asking the question. So I'm not even going to answer it. I'm confused. <laughs> what did I miss? You have, you have it and you play it. And it's no longer new. So. I, I well, it's not new. It's not fun. Okay, I didn't know that. All right, the lo- <laughs> uh, what would the Lord of the Rings online look like if they had to pull the Lord of the Rings Nothing. license they would just out? Kill it. That you think it they would, would just would, kill it? <laughs> it would be a black screen. I mean, well, remember, Tolkien has been imitated eight thousand ways from Sunday. So, and they don't really. Well, I guess they do. What are I they going to do? They're going to just change everything from an F, like all the Fs to Bs. It's going to be Brodo. But all they got to do instead of hobbits, they're halflings. You know, I don't know. 
Brodo needs to go to Brodor to throw the Brodor. one true. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? They're going to kill that thing. <laughs> got to go to Middle Earth, beat Borok. Baragorn, quick. What are we going to do with Boromir? I'll change it to an F. Boromir. Boromir and Baromir. No one will notice. Kingdom of Bondor and Benathor. See, it works. Just change everything to a B. Uh, the two Bowers. Baruman. <laughs> I'd play that. Baruman. And... I really like when they find Boron. the Bents. <laughs> the what? The Bents. <laughs> the Bents. Can we call one of them Bean and just Yes, yeah, the force of Bangorn. Oh. <laughs> All of the Bents, right. Just yes, a bunch of Bents. Mercedes. <laughs> and Bangorn <laughs> would. Man, so at some point I expect... I, I wonder how long Disney's gonna... Is going to keep renewing the old republic. I, it seems like they're really taking a hatchet to the entire Star Wars extended universe pretty soon. Well, I think they're going to stay with uh, probably the old republic sim- simply because it's like EA and they've just uh, signed that license to right. deal with EA for all those, uh, what was it, uh, Battlefront 2 or 3 or 4 or whatever um, and other assorted uh, Star Wars property games. So. But have you guys yeah, heard that story? That uh, that uh, Lucas. I mean, I guess like Disney film or whatever. They they really are. They, they have they set up a committee that's going to go through all of the Star Wars extended universe, everything from the comics to the novels, the stage play, radio plays, you name it. And they're just going to hack away as much of it as they can, so they can sort of sit, clear the stage for the new movies. Good new trilogy. Great. I, I love. How do, I how love do you it hack away already existing things? Those are good movies. So how do you hack away <laughs> stuff that's already been made? A what? How do you hack away like books and stuff that already exist? I don't. They're just going to well, declare it non-canon. Doesn't matter. Well, they already yeah, have and, a system for that. Lucas already ignored it. So what's it matter? No, no. They had like a hierarchy of. They, it was this complicated hierarchy web where things by well, George Lucas that was absolute canon, and it was like secondary canon stuff that was like official, but they can disregard if they needed to. If, if George Lucas said so, sort of stuff like Knights of the Old Republic or the Thrawn trilogy, and. Uh, or like uh, what's it called, the old republic? But they're basically saying we're just gonna toss out everything and we're starting fresh and new so that we can make anything like stuff like um the Clone Wars was like in that second tier where it was pretty official. But if George Lucas wanted to override it, he could. Right now they're just none of that matters. None of it. None right. of it's canon. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're saying everything's not canon now. They're they're gonna select a handful of things. They're going. They have a committee to set up to decide. Okay, this we're keeping and this we're keeping oh, and this so we're keeping. Who's on this committee? Um. I knew who it was, but it was apparently the guy who's who's maybe the lead producer. He's like the lead lore guy. Is on the head of the committee. At George Lucas. I had this whole thing. But it's yeah, it's interesting. They're tossing all that. So all your favorite games, Knights of the Old Republic, the old, all that stuff, probably not canon anymore. Doesn't matter. Never existed. Hmm. Well, I mean, oh, I thought the Old That's Republic was set, set in a way that it didn't have to worry about if it was canon. <laughs> They don't even care anymore. It's like it's thousands and thousands of years before the movies, so that it can't interact with anything in any way. Oh yeah, but but now we wanted to make a uh, an iOS game about that, so it's not getting oh, anymore. All right, whatever. Okay, I could tell you. Let me. I'll find out. No, I'll come no, back no. Yeah. Uh, on the committee. No, I've got to tell you important things like Fable Anniversary pre-orders get you okay, free nope, in-game outfits. We're all done here. Keep moving. <laughs> roll, roll right over that story. Uh, let's see. Um, that's really gross. <laughs> Sorry, I, for some reason I, I 
a cat a mugenics post in here. All right. Uh, Eugenics is awesome. Yeah, well, there's this gif of the cat giving birth going around. Yeah, now. that's how that works. Okay, that's weird. Sounds you rub lovely. a cat on another oh cat, and then that cat gets all fat, then it poops I out another cat. I do not want to know. <laughs> all right, Divinity Original Sin, that was kickstarted, and it's uh, now on Steam Early Access. So there you go, you can go pick that up. If you you missed your first chance to throw money at an unfinished game, now you you've got a second chance. Man, so that's our new that's the new video game legacy, right? Nothing's ever done. It's always in beta. Well, that's why it was a giant bomb. Giant bomb did a quick look this week, and they just instead of calling it quick look, they've said, "All right, we're just gonna start calling these unfinished." (laughs) That's their new segment name. Because why not? Unfinished. Unfinished. Ooh, I'm watching the videos for this thing, and at least it. The engine looks pretty. I don't know if it's going to oh, yeah, be any good. This game is old hat. Uh, actually, it was pretty surprising when they did kickstart it because I remember me and Ed saw this at E3 two years ago, two or three years ago. Original Sin? Yeah. Okay. And they were pretty far – they they were pretty um, well into the game. They just wanted to make it bigger, sort of like the, the yeah. Unsung Heroes Kickstarter. And I was we were surprised because it seemed like they were on track to release it that very year that they launched the Kickstarter. But they said, no, we're falling behind. We want to make it bigger. Give us some money. Hmm. I'm going to wait till uh, that thing's actually out, because Divinity Games can be up and down. It seems pretty solid, but it's very much an old-school turn-based strategy RPG. I mean, not strategy, turn-based, well, I guess slight strategy RPG, tactical. And uh, it's you, you can play the entire game co-op, and you guys get, have co-op dialogue trees where you are both picking things to say, or you can even contradict stuff. You'd be like, we should kill these people. You'd be like, no, I don't want to kill these people. And you guys can get to a little argument. What, do you have to duel your friend and then figure I, out I who wins? I think whoever has like the higher – I think it's a roll, a dice roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get to do that kind of Opposed stuff. intellect rolls. All right, Square Enix game streaming service, Core Online is being taken offline. Did any of you know, th- know about this? I actually I didn't, didn't know. know. Nope. I, I never heard of this, Core Online. I, what were they streaming? It let you stream things through your browser. Final uh, Fantasy VII? Hitman, no. Blood Money, Tomb Raider, Underworld, and Mini Ninjas. Oh, Mini Ninjas. I remember them pushing that hard. Maybe I did hear about this. Like, for, Well, no surprise they're closing it because I guess nobody used it. <laughs> All right. Iwata says he's not going to resign from Nintendo. Oh, that's great news. Was there a question <coughs> of him resigning? Well, because apparently they lost a bazillion dollars. Oh, come on. Give us the real numbers. Let's third go. consecutive fails. annual loss. Oh, you want numbers? I'll give you I want money. Billion yen. Three hundred and thirty-five million dollar operating loss following unimpressive holiday sales. Oh, you. The other thing is, uh, their projections. They, they were going to sell nine point eight million Wii U's this year and managed to shift like two point eight or something. Yeah, I no, mean I, the problem they're... isn't that they're losing money. The problem is that they have incredibly unreasonable expectations. I, I think actually, when you lose three hundred and some million dollars, that is a problem, though. Yeah. <laughs> You can only do that for so long. You were forecasting an operating profit of 500. When you lose 300 something instead, that is a problem. Yeah, so the thing is, they're basically saying yeah, we're going mean, to sell I, 9 I, million I, in the year 2014, but they dro- they slashed that in half and said probably only really going to sell 2 million we use. Yeah, I mean, I think that well, that, that's not right slashing right. it in half, though. That's cutting it to a third. <laughs> no. But uh, what was the other big thing? The other big thing people are talking about, they need to re. Iwata said we're. We need to reanalyze our strategy and something about <laughs> no kidding. smartphones. Uh, smartphones might be the might be something we're looking at. That's well, our future. I, obviously, investors are just going to keep throwing at you. Should be releasing games on mobile. 
whether or not that's a good idea or not, that's what investors are going to say because, you know, that's where you go to make money, right? You release Angry Birds. And hey, now that I'm not being stomped on by everybody, I think Lucy and I are Okay, so anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do the next story quickly. I think that clearly they're losing money, and you're right, Lucy. I think that they're over-projecting, and that's why they're losing money. I think if they had a more realistic projection, they would see much further ahead of time that they are going to be losing money and do something to adjust everything else in the company. Does that make sense? I think the one thing they could do to adjust everything else in the company is fire that jackass who's running it into the ground. <laughs> it's a good place to begin, usually. I don't know. I mean, we don't we don't know what else is going on in that company. A pile of animal crackers could run that company better. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. <laughs> it's ama- it amazes me. I am continually amazed by the decisions of a company that feels like, well, we can't sell Wii U's. No one wants to buy them. I know what we'll do. We have this stunning virtual console feature. Let's trickle out the games. One every week. Sometimes. How about tennis and baseball from the Nintendo? People are looking for that. I know. Clue Clue Land and Urban Champion. How about Simon's it, The mind boggles. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying how did not they miss? They decisions. promised they'd have Mario 3 out on virtual console. It's not out yet. They said it would have it up by the end of the year. How do you miss that? How the do virtual you miss console that release? <laughs> you oh, own sure. the game. You own the system. <laughs> it's been on the internet for 20 years. Um, how hard is it to get it onto the Wii U? Oh, we missed the hey, deadline. Hey, 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 so. hey. I have an answer for that because it's not as easy as you think. Are you, Why? Are you kidding? Because there you are, are some- kidding. No, you no, are I'm seriously not. Are shitting some... me if you are, if you expect me to believe hold that. On, hold on, let's hear it. Try. I'm not because number one, there are some games that no one has the original source file anymore, and number two, there are some games that no one knows how the hell it even actually managed to work on. Are the you original trying to console. tell me they don't have the original source file for Mario Three that they've released on every single system, no, including the Wii? Plots. I might add. Yeah, she... <laughs> I don't buy that. You probably didn't hear her. She's like, yeah, no, that's just them being dumb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Mario 3 we're talking about here. Yeah. But, but Sean, surely, surely you know Nintendo owners would want to play Mario 3. I mean, who... <laughs> no. Why would they want to play that when they could skill a title like that? Instead. I want to play Clue Clue Land. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I've got no interest in playing Mario 3. I just want to play Castlevania 2. I'd much rather play Wrecking Crew. Here's Thank the funny God, thing, though, Lucy. Available is there are so few releases coming out on the virtual console right now. Natsume is actually getting requests to put things on the virtual console that they didn't originally publish. <laughs> you should do it! We can't. <laughs> just we do our it. Games. We're going to do it. Let me jump in here real quick and just say that all of this virtual console stuff doesn't matter if no one's buying a Wii U to begin with. It's a way to compel people to buy it. So, you know what? If you buy a Wii U, you have access to every single but, Nintendo game ever. But do the major numbers that they were making with the Wii, do those kind of people care? Like, oh, I was totally going to buy a Wii U, but I can't download well, the Super what Nintendo game have... that didn't exist when I was... When... Yeah, but Manny, what if Wii U gets you into a, a subscription service or the ability to get a subscription service to access all Nintendo games? And the opportunity to cater to those Wii people has passed. They yeah, need to cater true. to gamers if... now. Look, but how do you convince them to buy it too? Just by <laughs> by putting Release out games that they oh, want to play on it. I think they have such bad advertising, though. That so are, bad are you seriously it. saying it's the advertising at this point? It's been out for a year. It's not the advertising. There are no games on the system. They have a huge library of games, many of which have already been converted for the Wii. Oh, I'm saying even if those games the are there, I think they'd have up even trying to tell you how to get those games. Oh, that's how, true. How to get games they own already and have converted for the Wii onto the Wii U? No. Never mind. Go ahead. 
He's saying even he's saying even if they release those games, Sean, people still wouldn't know about them because they're advertising so bad. That's his that's his claim. Sorry, it's been out it's been out for a year. Yeah, well, no, what? I that's what? fine. But have advertising in no games? Okay. Yeah, well, I'm just saying they've got it's more problems than just advertising and the not console. Any games. They tried that. No, you no, remember no, no, that? no, 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 no. The thing, well. both things suck. They need more than just the just virtual console games to save this thing. It is, I think it they is need a thing they could do. Is my I point. know what they need. They need an expansion. You know how they used to release it's an like easy mem- thing. That's that's the real kicker. It is an easy thing they no, no, could do. No. They haven't done it. You know how they have uh you know the memory expansion for the N sixty four and stuff. They need an, <laughs> they need something they- like that for the Wii U. That's like a whole new video card that you plug in. <laughs> and then you can play games that look reasonably close to an Xbox One or PS four. Because because that's just. That's that's just what the way you need to splinter yeah. its uh, yeah. its demographic it's even things. more. Yeah, it'll, it'll solve oh. everything. Trust me. Works only with the with the Nintendo PlayStation Four adapter. <laughs> <laughs> the separate system that you put next to your Wii U it allows you to play PlayStation Four games as well. <laughs> it's an expensive adapter. It's really good though. All right, it's got internet capability unlike the Wii U. So what about this talk about them embracing mobile? Or at least oh, trying to actually say that he said something like, "We might consider, or people are pressing us to consider the mobile market, but it's more complicated than just making it so that Mario can move on a touch screen." So should they? Should they even bother with that? That's what I'm saying. Like just a little conversation. They, that, I mean, then they would I be able to sell their console. They have software software first party absolutely. titles. Absolutely, but the problem is, is that they're it's kind of a rock and a hard place. If their goal is to sell their hardware, they need to keep their first party yes. games. Exclusive. If their goal is to make money, realistically, they should start putting out the games on all of the systems. Hmm. But the problem is, is that you have to do one or the other, and right now they've chosen to do the former. Okay. I and guess. you can you can argue all you want about whether that's a good good decision or not, but that is their decision. And until they change that stance. We don't know what their future is going to be like. Oh, I think we do. <laughs> okay, their future is going to be dangerously close to bankruptcy. Yeah. Oh, unless the 3DS can carry them, which I can't see how since they're losing money already. Oh. Okay. Nintendo uh, is a company run by blockheads who never go outside, and that must, is its problem. Really. I bet they uh, talk to Square Enix a lot. No, I, I, they don't. I don't think they know Square Enix exists. Actually, <laughs> if that I, I happened, that maybe have, one or the other would they talk have themselves the out attention of... span or memory of a sheep. Um, and when a company leaves their foyer, they no longer remember they exist. Wait, wait, wait. Who was the develop? Who was the publisher of Bravely Default in Japan? Probably Nintendo. I don't know. No, Square Enix. I think so. Okay, who's the publisher of it here? Nintendo of America. Ah. The house that Reggie built. And it was localized by Nintendo of Europe. Uh-huh. Oh, Nintendo of Europe, the one that cares about people. <laughs> yep. I don't know what it is about the European side of some of those companies. That's They're what needs so to happen. N- Nintendo of Europe just needs to buy out the other two divisions and just say, screw you guys. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, We're yeah, going to fix but it. Chris, that, Europe's where the, the brand's at its weakest. Uh... <laughs> That they wouldn't have two cents to rub together, probably. Ah, oh, that stinks. 
We need I mean, to... have you checked out some of the numbers for the Wii U in no. uh, the UK? Oh my goodness. They're, they're truly mind-boggling. They're to the point that none of the retailers sell Wii U's or their software anymore. 50 Wii U's were sold in the UK <laughs> last year. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, um, Nintendo Crazy. basically had to purchase uh, floor space in order to keep selling Wii U's from one of the big retailers. It was Asda, wasn't it? I think so. So what about I, – I've been hearing seeing, I I've – been hearing people say they should get out of the console business and double down on the handheld business, like sort of do what they do really well and just oh, sort of push that as hard as they can. Not, let's not say that because that's awful, awful. That's bad for the industry. Please no. I, I, I think what we're going to see next time around is well, if Nintendo has any sense, they'll try to do maybe a hybrid situation where yes. they've got like a, a sort of something that can function both as a home console and a handheld. A Wait, that's what they just did. They did it with the gamepad. No, it isn't. But you can't it's take not, the game that is not a proper mobile device. You can't go more than ten feet from your console. But but, but nobody. And good luck putting it in your but pocket. Who wants to? That's not what do you, you've do you got. Have a three DS already. The three DS is that. And no, but that's what they're saying, Chris. It's yes, both together. <laughs> so you're saying you need a three DS that can hook to a TV. What what they need to make and what they probably will make is something like the gamepad that is a properly mobile device. It'll have one large touch screen. And the array of buttons that we've come to expect from a Nintendo controller. And it will play Nintendo games. You will be able to plug it into your TV at home with a cord and play it on the big screen. And you'll have like maybe some extra features or something that will use the gamepad. And then when you want to leave, you can play the games just on the screen on the go. That is what they need to make. A mobile slash console hybrid. I disagree with you on one point. It won't use a cord. It'll use like a mobile receiver box like an Apple TV or something. No, this is Nintendo. This is Nintendo. They, you plug the game first pad of all, into first the of wall all, to charge you, it. You, that's, well, <laughs> the there game will be pad on the Wii U already does this. You will have to plug this. into they, your television. They've shown you will probably videos. also have to plug it into the wall, so there. <laughs> yeah, you have to recharge it by, like, rubbing it along a, a, a cat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Static electricity. It only works with that. <laughs> Shadow like says Virtual Boy. That's going to be it, you know. Portable Virtual Boy. All right. They tried that. Yeah. It was called the Virtual Boy. It worked well. (laughs) How do you handle a fail? I think Nintendo's problem is they haven't known how to cut their losses on failed consoles. And so they just stay out of step with their competition over and over again. I I don't know what they can do other than just like write off the Wii U. To be fair, cutting losses on failed consoles didn't exactly work well for Sega, did it? No. So what do you do? I mean, how do you get out of it? They have this Wii U here. Do they just abandon it and, and release something that's actually in step with the competitors? Or, no. or what? You know? Uh, you know, it's funny. So it's like because they don't have that kind of corporate culture like Microsoft where they're willing to release something and be t- complete and total failure. And they know how to pick themselves up and dust themselves off and move on because, they don't, well, because you, they've been successful for so long that they don't know how to do that, basically, right, Chris? Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't just uh, cut the Wii U loose because uh, the moment you do that is the moment the Nintendo decides to not be a hardware manufacturer anymore. Um, you know, they'll be the next Sega. You can't sell a system if you've got no uh, credibility in uh, maintaining it. Yeah, but what's it matter? They're, nobody's buying into the current system, so what's the point of maintaining it? For, um, they, they're supposed to maintain it. They're supposed to maintain it for five years just to get credibility for the next system that nobody wants to to sign up for anyway. At least four years. Otherwise, you know, they can make the decision to not be in the hardware game anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, if if after buying a Wii U, Nintendo turned around and just said, "Oh no, well, we're not going to support this anymore," would you buy their next system? Oh, that's probably a bad question for you. Yeah, don't Chris. ask me. Um, but <laughs> the answer do, is yes. Well, I, the question is, how do you do it right? Right? And I, I don't Here's know you do. how you do it right. There are there are things that are easy that you can do, like releasing your library of virtual console games properly. Just do it right. Just get them on there and say, look, here we have this is an appealing thing. There are other things you can do, right? You can say it is totally unacceptable that we have so many of these companies under us that should be developing games idling or developing really crappy Wii U Flashware titles, right, for download. So get them making the games that they made before Nintendo acquired them. Those people have left they're not well they there. just they just bought some more companies like oh, who'd they buy uh, last week or the week before they bought some more companies that used to make games Ooh. and of course now those people will be turned to making you know shitty wii u flash games as well so it just like they're they they buy these people who make great games and then they tell them you're never allowed to make a great game again now you can only make web-based flash games that we're going to put on the virtual console why are they doing that yeah. They've been they've been doing nothing but acquiring companies over the years. Where did you years. see and this? Yet, I, I haven't heard of this. I don't know who they're buying. And I, I can't remember, but it was on Joystick. So okay. go look there. Yeah. It's this is old news. This is like last week or the week before. Okay. They bought and I looked at it. I was like, oh yeah, I enjoyed that game. So they bought a company that made a decent game at one point, right? And then we think think back over the years. They've bought all these companies that made decent games, and yet the pro, the amount of games Nintendo turns out is still glacial. Why? What are they doing with these people? Nothing. Does the old men go at their pace? Well, you know, throw the old man out. This, the guy who runs the company is he's clearly got the brains of a chocolate teapot, right? So toss him out the door. Replace him with someone who's not a hedgehog. All right. I know what you can do, Sean. What? No love for Sonic? Sean, what you, you can gotta do. got to go fast! You can fix this. You and Ethan can release Lucifer's Fountain of Disappointment for the Wii U. It's I'm Lucifer's not... Fountain of Perpetual Disappointment. But that, so... if, if you think about it, the Wii U is the perfect platform uh, for Exactly. That. So you so go, <laughs> Sean, Sean, open your website. Go to www.warioworld.com. Oh, my God. That is the Nintendo de- um, developer website. That's actually where they support their developers. And you can, like, sign up for an account there and, and, and start paying for a license. And you can, you can just go. If you want to see a site that here, WarioWorld.com perfectly illustrates the problem with Nintendo software development. This thing looks like it's hosted on GeoCities. It does. That is amazing. <laughs> and I have trouble believing it's real. It's real. I no, swear it's to not. You, this is their site. I, I have trouble believing that Nintendo as a whole is real. <laughs> this, this website is from yes. literally 1990. <laughs> I know. I know. It, why there should be blinking text and scrolling text and some gifs? <laughs> well, there are gifs actually. There are gifs. Yeah, there are gifs. This is yeah. astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're JPEGs, Sean. I'm checking now. They are. They oh, look oh. to be. Yeah, they're using JPEGs. They're modern. This is amazing. <laughs> I, I am truly impressed. Who made this? <laughs> What's the name of it again? WarioWorld.com. You will not, listeners. Go see this. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, it's, it's something else. Let me tell you. I wish I had an account so I could see how much worse it is on the inside. Oh goodness! Can you imagine. <laughs> I. What kind of outdated <laughs> crap lies beyond? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
no. Oh, no. Oh, you could submit a developer application. You could submit a publisher you probably application. Probably have to, you know, it says you can you need to complete one. That's just a link to download it. You probably have to mail it to them. Oh, that's it. Let's apply for self-publishing status on the eShop. Let's see. Um I have to fill out an NDA. Uh this can take 2 weeks. Once you become a licensed developer, create an account. Uh there's no concept approval process. We ask that you submit a project sheet. So, blah blah blah. Um, then you submit your game. It has to go to lot check through certification testing. I don't know what that means. And it's, blah, 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 it's blah. a check that makes sure that you're following all the Nintendo standards and practices. For example, you have to call them play coins. Ah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm wondering where that they say there's no concept approval process, but I have a feeling they would not approve Lucifer's Fountain of Perpetual Disappointment. <laughs> but I wonder how that works. Uh, we can't include games that have the words disappointment in the title. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's probably true. Let's see. All right, here's the application. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it's very long. Let's it's see. got a lot of boxes. There are ticks. a lot of boxes and ticks. This is and true. it will time out after 60 minutes, so you need to actually get all the information first. Does it say that? It does. I don't, I don't see that. Oh, it's not it's on the, the self-publishing one. All right. I must be on a different... Oh, yeah, you're right. There it is. <laughs> You should totally do this, Sean. They don't, say how much it, they don't say how much a it costs. A four to six week review process? Yeah. Jack, you have to say this monstrosity of a site and it's uh, full glory. It is oh. astonishing. To become an authorized developer. So you can become a developer but not publish. Or you can be you know, a publisher. This, is, this site was designed by uh, the CEO's like nephew or something. We can it's- license to make accessories. Oh boy! Oh, wait. There's no application <laughs> for that. An accessory called PlayStation Four. I'd like license. <laughs> you have for. to send your corporate portfolio to third-party publishing at no noa.nintendo.com. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the third-party publishing address is just down. Maybe they're just not getting the emails. Maybe that's what's wrong with the everyone Wii U. wants to develop for the Wii U. They just can't get in. <laughs> the email box is full. Somebody went on vacation. <laughs> I love the idea they're getting vacation reminder. <laughs> you send it in and it's like, I'm out of the office ah. until you know, July 2019. <laughs> if you need access to packaging material, please email this address. Okay. <laughs> I want packaging material. Oh, Nintendo. Uh, all joking great. aside, though, I would love to have Advance Wars or Fire Emblem on an iPad. Yes, I would too. I don't that know if I'd play happen. it, but uh, we can. Instead, we get Final Fantasy VI with SBRs. Oh, it's it's so ugly. <laughs> and the translation. Oh. So how, that's a story. You, yeah. How, how'd you fuck up a game that you've already translated twice? Twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> they translated a third time and renamed them SBAs. <laughs> Why did they do that? Why? I, I don't what? know. I don't have an Android tablet, and so the I graphics can't... are atrocious. It, they look like the oh, Final God, Fantasy V graphics, right? They look like they're, a Flash game. Yeah, yeah it looks like a Flash game. hate the Final game. Fantasy V graphics. Anna likes them. She's crazy. But, I mean, be, beyond... They took beyond the most beautiful sprite-based RPG on the, on the Super Nintendo and turned it into a Flash game. It's I, just I, so I'm, ugly. And, you know, even beyond yeah. the ugly graphics is the fact that they haven't even bothered to, like, fully line up all the tiles. 
Yeah, they're really it's once again it's super it's like uh, dimensions. Is that what it was? Yeah, dimensions. Yeah. The, it's I, it's ugly. It's so ugly. You, know, you have character even if you redid the sprites from the concept artwork, you have artwork from Amano, who is the furthest from looking like generic as I can think of as far as an art concept artist goes, and yet you make these generic ass yes. flash sprites. How do you end at that? I don't understand that in the it's, least. They have ruined. They, at least they like should they be sat pale down in a room and said, "What can we do to to take all the joy out of this?" I, at least you know what sh- I think actually happened legitimately. I think that Square Enix Mobile just does not care. They know they can release it, yeah. charge twenty dollars for it, and people will still buy yes, it yeah. and just wash their hands of it and move on. Yep, that's it. That is the truth. Yeah, I mean that well, is I mean, that is it in a nutshell, right there. Yeah, that's the problem. And, and I mean, that's a problem with modern day Square Enix, like full stop. They just don't value their brands and they don't see any problem in devaluing the brands that they rely on. They'll sell anyway. Why put effort into it? And it's well, just Android. They'll, Who cares? They'll sell anyway up to a point. But, uh, you know, eventually, um, well, at least I hope this is going to come back and bite Square Enix in the ass when, uh, you know, I, people I have no faith in Final Fantasy. I know we say that, but I, sometimes fanboys, fangirls, they'll. <sighs> As long as your name is written somewhere on the box with the turd in it, they'll still buy it. A lot of times, they, a lot of I think a lot of fan people just care more about branding and franchising than they do actual about quality and yeah. what staying true to what this what this franchise means or stands for, what the creators wanted. You know, yeah, but, uh, we'll be able to see that um, in 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 uh, enacted out on your website this week, Sean. When your listeners still stay loyal to your site after the schlock that we released upon them, it'll be great. <laughs> now, to be fair, <laughs> be fair. Yeah, they will. They they want that and deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. That's the important thing. That that is your original vision. Is that thing that we created? Okay. They, they yeah, want to I, I think it. I think deep down our listeners really just want to be told that they're wrong and stupid and <laughs> don't deserve <laughs> anything better from this. We world. will oblige <laughs> them. That is what we do. All right. You know what? Yeah. I I I think Square Enix. I think their their mobile division is called DLG Downloadable Games. I think they're it's like maybe like five or six people in there, and I think they just took the path that was the least amount of work for like the ten, yeah. like the less than ten people there. But you know what blows my mind? Like, didn't they do a decent job in converting the graphics of uh, The World Ends With You? Yeah. So why, why just, doesn't... And that was just a doesn't... straight port, really. Like, convert it from two screens to one, and uh, good to go. Wait, wait. What about the um, the After Years sequel? Final Fantasy IV? They changed... That's completely... That's done in the 3D style now. Yeah, I wonder if they spent their entire budget for the year on that. <laughs> Now we have to release a couple Flash games. Because mm. I really do think that the, the Square Enix DLG is a tiny little tiny little thing doing tiny little independent projects. And their boss is saying, there's how much money you have for the year. Just make me this much back. I think I think there is some, some of that. And then there's whatever Matrix does, right? Which is probably like that after years thing. Mm. Mm. All right. World of Warcraft... Warlords of Draenor, they've solidified their pre-order plans. Uh, if you pre-ordered the Digital Deluxe Edition, you're going to get a mount, you're going to get a pet, and most importantly, you're going to get a character boost to level 90 ahead of the release. Ooh. What's the mount? I don't know. I don't it's probably another flying purple frog. <laughs> yeah, th- does the mount matter? Uh, the important part sure. is you're getting a, a character boosted, and they're looking into ways to get 
other characters boosted so that you can get more than one character boost. Aha, uh-huh, I knew it was coming. They said it wouldn't, and I knew it was. Without having to purchase... They're was. looking in a, into it. They don't know. A character upgrade saying, feature... How do we get another one? And they're like, yeah. you don't. Buy another copy of yeah. Warlords of Draenor. And I'm like, that won't last long. No. <laughs> Here it is! <laughs> We're trying to find another way to allow you to buy characters to 90. Yeah, I bet you're trying to find a way. What is the valuable price point we can yeah. set for that that is what they're trying to figure $85, out eighty five thousand um, dollars i don't think that'll be it you want you want crazy mounts you can now spend 25 dollars for the iron sky reaver nobody gives ugly. a crap it, it is looks ugly. like a robo dragon all it's their terrible. all their pay for mounts except one <laughs> are ugly yeah the armored just one awesome. sparkle pony no, no um uh, no it's the one that came with the other pack they were like a bundle it came with a pet as well Oh, I don't remember. Part of the aspects, you mean? No. The macaroni pony? Anna, the one you want. What's the one you want? Anna, what's that World of Warcraft mount you want? The winged guardian? No. What's it called? Swift Windsteed? I'm looking at them. What? What's There's the World of Warcraft mount you were begging me for? I don't know. It was the one in the package. <laughs> See, oh this my is God. how I know it. It's the one in the package. Dealing with retarded people. <laughs> it's the one Look, in the Look, there are seven of them, okay? There's a sparkle pony, which is terrible. I There's the macaroni... It. Dragon, right? The macaroni That's- dragon? Yeah, yeah the yellow the macaroni dragon. dragon. What does that, that comes mean? With pet too. She wants the enchanted... It looks like a, looks like a yellow mac, mac and cheese I want the enchanted fae thing. It turns you are an colors. idiot. Shut up. <laughs> Never talk again, Anna. Ever. <laughs> that is a frog. It is a blue frog that you fly on. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You're a moron. Oh, my God. I hate you people. Why am I here? I, I don't know. You have so much stress, man. He has a lot of because stress. Because I'm here with you! <laughs> <laughs> Take on all this stress for yourself. Take oh, if I only had a hammer and I was within arm's reach me. of you people, I could solve this. All right. <laughs> Bro, we would stab you so fast. Oh, okay. Sean, I've got good news for you. Ouya's VP of Product Development has departed the company. <laughs> yeah, I heard. He was originally listed as a co-founder. Apparently, it was wrong. Um... So, Mufi Gadiel has left the company. Muffin Gandhi. His name is Muffin no, Gandhi. It's not Muffin we Gandhi. This no. He was invaluable during the launch of the Ouya, as is to be expected. Ouya, <laughs> this is my favorite part. As is to be expected, Ouya is an ever changing business, and as we continue to grow, our needs shift accordingly. Right now, our need now is to need, make now we need money. Bankruptcy lawyers. <laughs> yeah, bankruptcy uh, does, lawyers. Doesn't uh, Ouya growing require people to actually buy an Ouya? Yes. I don't want to sound. I know this sounds like a snarky comment, but I honestly forgot that Ouya existed. Ah! Thank you, Manny. You've restored my faith in humanity. I, I'm, I'm not even being snarky. I legitimately forgot that this was a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Didn't, didn't you buy an Ouya, Chris? No, I played. I, I donated a dollar to watch the the fun unfold. You but, donated to this. It I is know. your. If you had not done that, it would not be here. Yeah, my dollar Thanks, made Chris. the difference. It's all your fault. It's all my fault. Carry them over the top with your dollar. <laughs> you so, alone bear this responsibility. Are we being honest, though? The Ouya is not a thing anymore, right? Let's, it's not. It's nobody. Not. It was well, never now, a thing. Well, it was right. never, ever a thing. Well, ever. no, of course not. The Ouya 2 is coming out soon, and you're going to buy that instead because it'll be more powerful. <laughs> there's no Ouya 2. Yes, there is. No, you know there's what? not. Yes, there is. I refuse to accept it. No. <laughs> Yeah, they, they didn't talk about how they were going to release like annual models and whatnot. No, I, I don't know whether that's still on the cards because uh, where's well, the money frankly, for that come from? <laughs> I, I, I want to see them buy. go to Kickstarter again. I really do. That would I reckon be, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. You don't do annual models of things you plug into your wall. You know, 
<laughs> I, got, I have to upgrade my lamps. <laughs> it's so, it's, if you plug it in, you forget about it. Why do I need to buy a new one every single year? I, I think I the nicest thing we could do for Ouya is sort of like euthanize any news <laughs> stories about it and just never discuss it again. We need to give it a sending. Goodbye, Ouya. <laughs> you were made of fairies to begin with. What 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 are those called in Final Fantasy X? The things that reattach Titus's head? Espiers. 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 If you're looking for Espiers, Pyreflies. Thank you. I prefer Espiers for everything now. Uh, whatever. Now it's just reminded me of that whole Final Fantasy X fan. Uh, I want to call it a fan fiction. <laughs> no, it wasn't, wasn't that wonderful? I said, almost said fan fiction, and it's legit. That's what's depressing. I hope the, I hope the battle theme with the horn plays. <laughs> it's great. It's going to be good. Looking forward to the that. The remix Final Fantasy X soundtrack is something else. It's almost as good as WarioWare.com. All right. RPA Gamer <laughs> has some news stories, too. I want to quickly plug. We've got a, an interview up with Chris Avalon. You can go uh, read through that and see lots of insightful things from the dude who worked on Planescape Torment, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Fallout New Vegas, and Pillars of Eternity, which of course isn't out yet. Uh, Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition is out now on iPad for 15 bucks, um, and more things available as in-app purchases, because I want to spend that much on Baldur's Gate 2, don't you? $8 worth of in-app purchases. Well, I guess that's for the new content? like the, the um, thing- It's like $2 for each new character. Oh jeez! All right. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. There is a new expansion that they made for it, so I guess that that's something. Adventure Time has DLC for Explore the Dungeon because I don't know. Uh, that's what the heck? A buck or a one euro twenty nine whatever they are in? No, that's pounds. One pound twenty nine quid pence something like that cents whatever how many times do we have to have this discussion? no the euros is cents i think the pounds is pence, pence. i don't know pounds pence. and pence pounds and euros pence. and cents there you go and uh it's more expensive on the wii u <laughs> for oh, some reason wrong. because it's expensive dlc it's two three dollars not two bucks each okay Baldur's Gate. Um, for the there's Baldur's actually Gate? two yeah. reasons for that what for what? For One, which? We're talking about two things at once. So yeah. So there's two reasons that the DLC is more expensive on the Wii U. For Explore the Dungeon, because I don't know? Yes. Okay. One, Nintendo has a minimum price point. Mm. And two, that's the system that's all the best. Really? What? Okay. What's the minimum price point, Anna, on the... That's $3. a complicated have... answer. <laughs> Depends where okay. you are. Um, in North America, it's two bucks on everything. <laughs> so... Apparently, yeah. All right. Oni. Why is anyone playing this terrible game to begin with? That's Did, the first have question. Have you played it? No, of no, course I don't play bad games. Play bad We've games, gone over this though, repeatedly. Even if they're good games, you don't know. It's a bad game. <sighs> well, All right, one last Baldur's Gate question. Chris, are you going to get it? If so, tell me about it. Um, I wish I had time to, to I'd invest buy it if in I had an replaying iPad. it. But... Really? I would buy that if I had an iPad. Really? I really would. Okay. Yeah. Well, what about the PC Mac version? Oh, I hate Baldur's Gate. Then why would you buy it? <laughs> because Ashley would play it. And she uh, loves Baldur's Gate. But she doesn't want to play it on a PC? Oh, well, she has it on PS2, I guess, and PC as well. So She doesn't have She'd probably that. prefer to play it on That's the That's not the game she has on PS2. I don't know what she has on PS2. She has a, maybe a... Different there was type like of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance or something. Yeah, that's a bunch of Baldur's Gate game. games on the PS2, and then she has a that's bunch a of them on the PC as well. All right. Tecmo Koei is going to... Re- oh, 
do we have to talk about this? Tokida and the Age of Demons has a release date. North America, February 11th. Europe, February 14th. I, I don't know. It, do we a, have to talk about this? It's a loot-driven monster hunter game. No, you're right. Drakengard 3 has a launch trailer for Japan. Wait, let's not discuss Tecmo Koi, but let's get to Drakengard, the incest yeah. game. The what? The incest game. That's an incest game? Drakengard? Yeah, the entire first thing is about how we, how the brother and sister want to do it. Really? Yeah. Yes. In, I'm not, I'm in not Dragon Guard One or in this game? Yes, Dragon Guard One. Oh no, I don't. I, I never played it. Major subtext subplot. into the game. <laughs> I never played it's not it. Subtext is pretty explicit. All right. So they. I'm wanna... not even joking. You can totally Google this. Okay. That's kind of weird. I think some people see what they want to see. Did you? Okay, play I'm Dragon gonna read. Guard? I'm gonna get there. You go. Continue oh. Chris. Your story, Chris. Okay. I'm gonna. Get a job in Bravely Default. There's a new trailer showing more jobs available in Bravely Default because um, there's a lot that weren't in the demo, so you can see that there. We got that up on our site right now. The Banner Saga is out. I'm so sorry I didn't try this yet to give you guys impressions. I hope to rectify that in the next week. Um, do, 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 do. And uh, Anna would like to announce that she's starting a live streaming series. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anna, this is the Sorry, point where that, you jump in and talk about it. Was insufficiently exuberant? Um, I announced it last week. Oh, boy. Week. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to re-announce it because it's up on the site now. Okay. Anna's streaming Final Fantasy XII right now. She's got a oh, whole boy. YouTube archive of her Chrono Cross playthrough. And you can watch other stuff. <laughs> yep. Obviously, the Lucifer.com people will not be watching. <laughs> I'm, I'm being as exuberant as I possibly can. <laughs> Yippee. Okay. I, I got a story here straight from Silicon Era. All right, go okay. for it. Okay, uh, why Drakengard had forbidden love between siblings and other insights. There's basically a, a, a story on Silicon Era translated from... if Silicon Era writes it, it must be true. I see. No, but well, it's translated from... A, uh, if you want to sell out in Silicon Era, that's fine. No, Listen, I we lost the other site that was good for uh, Adrian saying We lost that, so... All we've got is Silicon Era. Hey, all I'm saying is that the, the director of Drakengard 3 explains why the series... One of the major themes of the series is, is, uh, is incest. Does he give a good reason, or does he just try to explain it? Uh, I, I have to. I You'd have to care, read it. Really. Yeah, nobody cares. Honest. Nobody cares. Hey, it's okay though. If it works for uh, Game of Thrones, it can work for Dragonguard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Incest is fine. Oh, if here we go. Here's so. a story on Forbes about five announcements that Nintendo should make right now that that will fix things. So one, let's see if this. We works. have fired Satoru Iwata. That is number one. Iwata is out. Told you. Number I two. Knew it. I could just guess that. Fix the online account systems. Um, make yep. a unified account and all that stuff, and make it so your games, you know, stick with you. Uh, unleash also, the back. Also, a game on one platform entitles you to own it on another, so you don't have to buy Castlevania two twice. Yeah, exactly. Unleash the back catalog. Uh, we already mm-hmm. talked about that. Have firm release dates for all the games that you've promoted, like Mario Kart 8, Bayonetta 2, Yarn Yoshi, Super Smash Brothers, Wii U, Hyrule Warriors, um, X, Fire Emblem Te- Cross, Shin Megami Tensei. Give us some actual dates. Mm-hmm. And price drop. Yep. Which I, I don't know yep. that the price drop's going to matter, I'll be honest. With, if none of that other stuff's done, the price drop's pointless. It's not going to accomplish anything. You do all of it at once. Yeah. And then things might actually change, but they will do they literally will do none of that. None, none of, of those things. None, none of, of those none. things. Yeah. That's none. why that person I mean, made that story, because they knew none of them would be done, and it'll make them look really smart. Well, they are right, though. Yeah. And the other thing that Nintendo will do, this is what they will do instead of those things. They will announce a year of Kirby. <laughs> and that uh, will yeah. save the Wii U. What, what about a year of Waluigi? That's next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You guys want to hear, 
So you guys want to hear why they do why uh, the Dragon Guard series has uh, incest? I, Here's look, a legitimate I, I understand that you're deeply interested in this sort of thing. <laughs> Go for it, Danny. Occupy I just think it's hilarious. I of think course. No, I, look, I'm not judging you, okay? Well, I just want to make sure. Just, I'm not judging you. But this is not the sort of thing that you should indulge in on a family podcast. Let's, let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. Okay, I don't so know if I want what's to. the reason behind, behind including immoral features such as forbidden love between siblings? I like how they directly translate this from Japanese. Uh, okay. If I make something half-hearted or normal, I don't think I'll beat the likes of Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest. I believe that is what led to the wild pitch result of what we have. At the time, there was a popular anime that featured 12 sisters, Sister Princess, so I borrowed from that and, and made an ending with many sisters. However, the <laughs> involved staff did agree with the idea, so we had to kill certain elements. So instead of, having, instead of being able to bone 12 of your sisters, you can only bone one of them. Oh boy! And the only reason why is because I've lost any the... interest in Drakengard I once had. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that his reasoning why is because yeah. well we don't want to be like Final Fantasy. <laughs> I need to compete with Final Fantasy, so I got to do something weird. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, Lucifer. I find it interesting because I find it hilarious. I bet you do. In the dark of the night, you find it hilarious in your room alone. Mm. That's all right. In my room alone. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not judging you. Uh-huh. You can do what you like. All right, everybody, that's the end of the show. I'm out of news stories. Did I miss anything? Yes. Um, what? Time to do the gaming moment. It is. Time we to do the gaming moment. What was it. your gaming moment this week, Chris? I beat Sif in Dark Souls. What was your gaming moment, uh, pause? This didn't have one. She doesn't actually play games. She plays those flash she, things. I don't Everybody, know what you, she's doing. She's she's sitting here. She's alive. She could be talking. What was your gaming moment, Manny? Do you have a gaming moment? Nope. But I do want I do want to ask really quickly some Kickstarter updates, Chris. Did have you finished uh what's it called? Any of the Kickstarter games like No. Shadow <laughs> Returns or The answer like is no. <laughs> have you tried uh Wasteland 2? Because you no. backed out, right? What? You no, backed Wasteland 2? I, I don't think I did. Yeah, I didn't. So no. All right. So you didn't try out the beta for that or anything? No, I don't have access to that. Okay. Anybody try Wasteland 2 beta? Nothing? Yeah, I played it extensively this week. Did you? <laughs> no. No, of course no, not. No, I didn't. That would have been interesting. <laughs> this week I played Read uh, the Saints' Lives of St. Elfridge. No, let's be honest about what Sean did this week. He learned that he should re-encode all his iTunes library, and so he's been upgrading his, his sound I've been quality upgrading the, from I did, I did a large quantity of those while we've been sitting here, actually. So. I, you know, actually, I've been doing that recently, too. I had, I had a bunch of old albums that were 128 or yep. less, and I, yep, I put them 320, 320 kilobits. Yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. They're all 128, and I'm changing the 320 uh, constant bit rate, so. Slow going because I have in, in twenty thousand music files. Start so. supporting like lossless, and they have to do it all over again. Yeah, I know. Well, you know the difference between lossless and CBR is like four percent. So I'm like, eh, I'll be fine with MP3s. So and the Chocobo agrees. That's Ashley telling me that she's on her way. All right. Well, let's wrap this up then. Uh, do we have a question Goodbye. of the week for everybody? Oh no! What is this? What is this? you added a new segment? A question of the week? Yeah, but I never prepare for it. Okay, here's a question. Problem. Why do you still listen to this? <laughs> I've got that one. All right, let's go um, with it. That's a good question. That's <laughs> a good question. <laughs>
I'm going to go with it. Why do you still listen to this? And what do you want to see from the show? Yeah, what's your favorite part of the podcast? And what do you think might be improved? Yeah. All right. They're all going to say, my favorite part of the podcast is when Lucifer leaves. Yes. And what can be improved is he'll never be on it again. Never be on again. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, Sean Cooper, Julian Taylor, Anna Marie Privetier, and Emmanuel Marino. I'm Chris Privetier signing off for RP Gamer. We'll see you next week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Until then, catch us on the Twitters. It's at RP Gamer or uh, the message boards at board.rpgamer.com or, of course, rpgamer.com, your source for all things RPGs. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Good riddance. Are we done? <laughs> <laughs>